Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. I want to make sure that I can build this brand, um, but not, not, not hurt myself by doing it. You know, like, so I, 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 I see some people and I, which I think is great. You know, they may put it out there on target, out to target and um, all these different, you know, bigger, bigger uh, uh, supermarket uh, chains and all that. And, and be able to, you know, have thousands. I, I'm not at the point where I'm doing like such a mass production. So um, right now it works for me. I, I, I know how many bottles I can produce every single month. I, uh, I, I know how to get it out there to, to vendor events and online. Uh, you know, it's, it works for me. You're listening to Honey and Hustle, a video podcast that inspires the dreamers, creators, and hustlers to make a business from their passions. I'm Angela Hollowell, and I'm a visual storyteller based in Durham, North Carolina. I sit down with creative entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, and small business owners as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned throughout their careers, and how they've worked to make a positive impact. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Honey and Hustle. I am your host, Angela Hollowell, and I'm here today with Charles Freeman, who is the founder of Black Cap Ginger. Charles, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thanks for having me, Angela. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So you are actually the second blended juice maker that we've had on the show. And as I've asked uh, Blend of Soul, I really want to pose this question to you as well. What got you interested in nutrition and specifically why did you pursue that through a blended juice and not maybe specifically food or being a chef or catering or things like that? Well, that's a, good, a great question. And I guess it's kind of like a funny story somewhat. I My background is actually training and development. I have no beverage experience whatsoever, but my mother has been making ginger brew drinks for years. And she, she gave us, she gave me the recipe in 2018. At the time, I really felt like I didn't have, I didn't have time to focus on it. But then COVID came in 2020 and I had people asking me like, Hey, I, I remember that ginger drink you used to make. Can you make me some? And so I did. And it was like in making it and started to realize that people were really interested in it. I just started to dig and, and learn more about ginger. Now at the time I was, I was probably, I would say probably getting in the best shape of my life because there wasn't much to do in regards to COVID besides exercise, at least for me. So I was just exercising. I was a plant-based diet. And then, um, and then here, here comes a, here comes a ginger brew drink. Okay. So it sounds like a little bit of your personal journey with fitness, but also your community Mm -hmm. kind of sharing that love with other people. So when, when did it move beyond just like friends and family saying, Hey, I know about this thing that you do can you do it for me? And you saying, hmm, maybe I should bottle this up and, and sell it. Yeah. And that was the thing. So when, um, so when that friend reached out to me and he said, I wanted, he wanted three gallons of ginger brew. And, and cause he was, he was like one of the few people in my church that I would like test it out with. 
So he said, let me get three, three gallons. And I was like, man, okay. And I'd never done that much before. When I made it, it ended up with four gallons. And so I just saw the Lord. I said, Lord, what do I do with this last gallon? You know, I could drink it myself because I enjoy it. And he just said, put it out there on Facebook. And I, and I just shared, I just shared the story. I just told him uh, how it's been in the family business for, for quite, it's been in the family for quite some time, a family recipe. Um, my mom gave it to me and, um, you know, I just put it out there and shared the benefits of ginger. And uh, when I say it was like right on time, because um, like I said, it was, it was, I was kind of struggling financially a little bit. So I put it out there to people. And within one month, I had about 20 orders for, uh, for a gallon of ginger brew. And I was like, man, I, I might have something here. <laughs> and, um, and then there's, there's one other customer. She, uh, she, she purchased like a three pack of a 12 ounce uh, uh, of like spicy sweet, which is the original blend. And uh, she bought it. She loved it. And she shared it with all her friends online. And the next thing they were like, where's the website? I'm not buying anything unless there's a website. So overnight, I created a website and it just started to take off. Okay. Okay. Sounds like yeah. just a wildfire type of type of product. And we love that. And, and I think you're right. You know, it can just be mind blowing how people like pick up on things so quickly you know, off of a really good review or somebody else's really good experience with something. Um, can you talk to me? So you said you made the website overnight, which in itself, a lot of people struggle with just that part. Like, how do I make a website? Where do I make a website? You know, what do I put on the website? You know, how do I handle shipping and all that type of stuff? Like for you, yeah. the barrier to entry was like, obviously you've gotten better over time and perfected over time, but what was it like just starting out and saying, okay, like, I'm going to make a website. Had you made a website before? Like, were you prepared to invest that um, kind of time and money so quickly? I went to Wix. I went to, <laughs> to Wix.com. Um, I just I just kept reading uh, different ways to set up a, a, a website uh, that, you know, can accept, a P, had a POS set up. Um, I looked at all the different templates of, of different beverages and, and was like, okay, I, I'll utilize that. At the time, I didn't really have any professional photos of the drinks. So I just, I just took some pictures. I tried to get really good lighting. Um, and I just took a picture of some of the, some of the bottles and I, I put it out there. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. Um, over time, what I've done, like I, I still stick, I still have a Wix account. Um, the, Photos are a little bit better looking. I, you know, so I have some family members uh, that take some really good shots, uh, and I've just been building it from there. For me, it's it's I've take I've I've come across this like on a, I guess like a grassroots type of approach. Um, I'm looking to I, I want to make sure that I can build this brand, um, but not 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 hurt myself by doing it. You know, like so I I. I I see some people, and which I think is great. You know, they may put it out there on tar out to Target, and um, all these different, you know, bigger, bigger uh, uh, supermarket uh, chains and all that, and and be able to, you know, have thousands. I, I'm not at the point where I'm doing like such a mass production. So um, right now, it works for me. I, I I know how many bottles I can produce every single month. I uh, I, I know how to get it out there to to vendor events and online. Uh, you know, it's, it works for me, you know? Okay. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you still working a full-time job and doing black cap ginger or are you at a place where black cap ginger is your sole source of income? 
I do have a full-time job. Um, and it's, uh, I guess it's like a seesaw, uh, with it because I guess maybe it's not like a catch 22. Um, I'm, I have a comfortable income, um, in, in the job that I work with. And so I, I want to put myself in a position where, um, uh, where black cap is going to, you know, cover, cover me to a point where it would be comfortable to step away. Uh, so I, I go back and I, I juggle, I juggle the two, uh, cause I, I enjoy the work. I enjoy the work that I do in, in learning and development. Um, but I also am passionate about about uh, um, making drinks and and you know putting a drink together and letting people taste it and they and they enjoy it and seeing like the the impact of of how it's changing changing their their lives um, from a health standpoint. So it's uh, I enjoy both. Yeah, Honestly. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes what people underestimate. And the reason why I ask that is because sometimes, you know, like you said, you kind of started on a whim, like this wasn't a planned mm -hmm. thing. And sometimes right. I think, you know, when people are like, oh, I got something on my hands, let me drop everything and put all my energy towards this new venture. You know, what mm -hmm. they fail to realize is sometimes the best thing for your small business is to have a job, like straight up. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. it costs so much at the beginning, you have to invest so much. Yeah, in the beginning. A... And if you have income already, it's less stressful mm -hmm. for you to have to worry about all the different places your money is going when you know you have one dependable, like sustainable, right. solid source versus, you know, entrepreneurship, as you've already seen, it's like up and down, you know, some months are better than others. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's always something that's going to break and need fixing or, you know, you got to account for this change or something. Um, so it, it can be yeah. difficult to, to find that stability super early on when you're still learning, like you just said. Um, yeah, I'm learning entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I have a lot of family members who, you know, started their own businesses and some have been very successful at it. Um, for me, I, I've started other businesses and wasn't successful at all. Uh, so I, I would say Black Cap is the first time that I've, I've started something from the ground up and, um, and it's self-sustaining, you know? And so I think that's a blessing um, for, uh, for me and for Black Cap is that uh, while I have a full-time job, uh, Black Cap doesn't rely on my on my full on my full-time job in order to live, in order in order to exist, in order to operate. Um, and so it's it's for me it's part of that starting small and being okay with being being small for the moment, uh, so that I'm not messing with the house money. The house money, <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, Another question here, you know, I mean, obviously I have questions, but um, going back to two things you said. So this came from your mom and you've had like this family history of entrepreneurship that you can kind of glean from and learn from when it comes to family recipes. Number one, sometimes people just don't want to share that for obvious reasons. Right. But when you're producing a juice that you claim has, you know, can help people and can be really healthy for people. You know, how did you find that balance between like, yeah, I know this is sacred. I know this has helped me, but I really want to demonstrate the benefits to other people. Well, for starters, my mom said, don't share this with anyone. <laughs> um, and, and so that's that's been interesting because, you know, even in knowing that eventually uh, we're going to take it to the next level of, you know, maybe have it having it processed in the factories and stuff like that, um, that it, someone's going to have to see the recipe and, and in order for us to become scalable. Um, but with it overall, you know, even, even putting the ingredients on the bottle, you know, it was, it was, it was like a negotiation with, with my mother, even though she gave me the recipe, 
Uh, she's part of the business. You know, she's she helped with the you know the original startup, the thought process, but before it became Black Cat, uh, when it, it was just something that we were just talking about, but never never came to fruition. Um, but the the fact of the matter is is it's it's all natural, right? So it's there's nothing in it that's that's artificial. It's it's ginger root, it's lime, it's cloves, it's pure organic cane sugar and purified water, you know, and and then you have some some you know different uh, ingredients depending on the on the flavor of the drink, um, but it's it's good for your overall health, you know. It's it's a it's a natural medicine, you know. So it's um, so with it, it, understanding that yeah, this is a it's a family recipe, but coming from a family of entrepreneurs. It's like okay, we have something that's ours, so let's go out there and let's 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 get it into the marketplace. Let's share it and let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, trademark it as well. You know, this episode was made possible with Savvy Cal. Scheduling meetings manually can be so time-consuming, and scheduling video podcast interviews is no different. From making sure all your guests have the correct meeting link to following up with next steps, the list of emails goes on. But what if you could streamline this process with Savvy Cal? You can take the stress out of your scheduling workflows with customizable reminders, the ability to sync multiple calendars and more at the link in the description. All right, let's get back to today's guest. Okay, smart. I like that legal protection you got going there. Mm-hmm. The most important thing um, when it comes to, you know, like you said, you're thinking about, okay, if I know that I want to take this to the next step, where may at some point, you know, I may want to, you know, sell this wholesale, you know, at some point mm-hmm. I may have other people that we bring into the business so that I'm not the only one that's like on the, on the front lines of this business, you know, what does that look like for you in terms of really growing that trust with other outside partners? Um, I haven't explored it thoroughly yet. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I think part of that is because like, okay, I want to keep this for me right now. Um, Right now, we, we are a, uh, when I say we, my, my wife and my, and my daughter, we, we, we run Black Cap right now. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the brewmaster, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the man, I'm the person of many hats, and, and my wife does the, uh, she does the, the, uh, the, the merch, you know, uh, she does that. And my daughter is a, is a the super salesperson when we go out and do event events. And she, when she's out and about in the city, she's the one connecting us to, to different um, different businesses to, to negotiate with, um, you know, definitely in, in the future. I, I, I mean, right now we're like in one store here in Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, which is a black-owned uh, nutrition shop. So it's it's a good it's a good partnership. Um, but going forward, you know, want to get to the point where we're 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 in more stores. Where uh, you know, it's making it. It's, it's all about location, location, location. So. As we're, as we're able to get in more locations, it makes a difference. Um, I've pretty much the you know I guess the the of sharing the product with other people of um, allowing them to wholesale it. I sell it to them wholesale, and and um, they're out as like pretty much as distributors. I've, I've kind of kept it just really close close to uh, uh, friends and and close friends close friends and family members. Um, if they're interested, I say hey you know here it is here's the wholesale amount. Um, you know, you take it to your market and, you know, you, you, here's what I sell it for, but whatever it is in in your market, you know, you go with it. And so I've, I've been able to test it out in in New Jersey where I'm from, um, and working on some other areas where there are other family members. Yeah. 
So I tested out in New Jersey and um, um, in negotiation with, with some other family members in California and um, in Georgia to see if this is this is something viable for them. Okay, nice. Looks like you've gotten into a lot of different markets. Like you said, location is super important. And mm-hmm. even on, you know, for this to essentially be a business of four, you, your wife, your daughter, and your mom, like that's still a pretty big reach. And it's, it's allowed you to test, you know, the product in different markets. Um, when you are testing, like what are some of the, the markers of feedback that you're looking for from either people that you are wholesaling to or the consumers? Like how do you kind of like get that feedback that helps you, you know, make the product better, make your packaging better, all that type of stuff? Yeah, um, really. And I just, I just asked my, you know, ask them what do they think about the drinks? Um, how do they like the, the flavor? And, you know, is it too sweet? Is it is it uh, not sweet enough? Uh, is, is it enough ginger content in there for them? Uh, really, I mean, that's how the majority of the flavors came in, came into the mix. So we have six flavors, but um, I would say about four of the six came from speaking to uh, to, to consumers and, and seeing exactly what they like and, and dislike. Um, in, in regards to the packaging, uh, I just get people to let me know, like, hey, I, this is what I like about it. Or, or once again, they'll, they'll ask, uh, you know, hey, because I think the original uh, version of the bottles didn't have, they didn't have the ingredients on there. Um, you know, even right now, there, there's no nutrition, nutritional facts on there. Uh, so that's that's the next level. Make sure I put that putting that on the on the bottles. Um, but yeah, that's that's been really it. Is just uh, speaking speaking to people uh, when I when I send out the bottles, especially when it's a, a new customer, regardless of where they are. You know, I'll ask them for feedback. You know. Um, I encourage them to to share share their uh, uh, provide some feedback on on Instagram. Uh, so on IG regularly, people tag me with with uh, with the different bottles and where they are. Just living living with Black Cap, I call it Black Capping. Uh, and so you know, I'll share it on the website and I'll share it on the website, share it on IG, and you know, encourage other people to Black Cap with us and drink more ginger. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, So now as we talk, you just mentioned social media. So I do want to touch on that a bit because again, you started from Mm -hmm. word of mouth, right? And now you have, you know, a whole crew black capping with you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how how did that kind of come about? Like how, how are you seeing the response to on Instagram to, to this movement that you have now around this juice? Things been pretty steady. It's been pretty steady. Um, I, I will admit, even though I've, you know, I've been on social media for quite some time. Um, I'm I'm not the ultimate marketer on on uh, social media, so um, I, I would say I'm we're doing okay. <laughs> um, but we're we're doing what we can and, and getting the word out. Uh, you know, it's been a blessing. We have like a brand ambassador now, so she she uh, she she understands the, the power of video, and so uh, it's Ty Caldwell. She's out there uh, helping us push the brand. Uh, so it's, it's been coming along, but really, uh, you know, cause between, uh, community vend- vending events, community events and, um, and online sales is really how we, is, is how we, um, how we push thing, push it out. Um, and so a lot, a lot of the sales come, comes through Instagram and it started off with Facebook. Um, but then I began as I, shift, I shifted more to, uh, to Instagram, realized it's just a better platform. Uh, it's, it's really begun going to pick up from there. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, when you say that you sell on Instagram and a lot of your sales come from Instagram, do you sell natively on the platform or do you move people to your website from Instagram? I'm moving to the website. Yeah, I'm moving to the website so they can okay. see everything. Okay. Yeah. That's probably because okay. I don't yeah. know how to do that. I was that. just asking. Be- <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I just asked because I know like that's what Instagram is pushing. They're trying to get more people to like mm-hmm. sell their products natively on like the shop versus like getting them off the platform. They're trying to keep you on there as long as possible. And right. I'm not going to lie. I bought a couple things from Instagram shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not use it, right? They um, got me. It's fine. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You know, a, a lot of us are are owned. Uh, Amazon owns us. Yeah, you know? so why not? Why not on Instagram too? You're right. Right. Everybody can own us. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we can. We produce and we consume. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so going back to your family history of entrepreneurship and then even your own previous experiences with entrepreneurship, when you were like, okay, like I'm selling, you know, I have demand, you know, I see that I have demand, you know, what were some of the experiences that you took from your previous experiences that you brought into this one? Like, yeah, I don't want to make that mistake again. And what were some other experiences that you saw other people had? They were like, yeah, see, that's worked for them. I want to try and see if that can work for me. Yeah. Well, I, I think at the, from the from the onset is uh, I think number one is having a product or service that you believe in, that you believe in, that you can stand behind, um, that you're passionate about. And I say that because I've you know I've done a lot of network marketing, and you know I won't, won't throw any names out there, but I've done a lot of network marketing where it's you know it's about building a team and selling a product or service, and uh, you know I was. I was I was passionate about the opportunities to, to really make it make some good money, um, but I can't say I was passionate about the products that that were available. I started businesses where I started like a um, a home audio video automation company. Um, you know, if, uh, one of my cousins was doing he was doing he was extremely doing extremely well with it, and he was looking to scale his, his business. And uh, I have a computer's background, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I could do this. Uh, and I got into it, but I wasn't passionate about it. It was just, I was just trying to like duplicate his system. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, that could work for some people, but for me, I realized, man, I, I want something that I know I can stand behind. Um, I can, you know, I can really make it my own and, and put, put my blood, sweat and tears in it and to, and to see it grow. You know, uh, so being passionate about it, passion, passion means a lot, but then also taking the steps to learn about, okay, what does it take? to build this business. Um, so that was, so that was the first thing, but then also, um, yeah, learning some of the techniques. Like I realized, okay, I had, I had to build a website. I had to, I had to start off with an actual LLC. You know, uh, um, I need, I need to make sure I, I, I got my bookkeeping in, in order. Uh, these are all things that, you know, that's a part that's all that administration that bookkeeping is, is an important aspect of the business. You know, I gotta be able to report my taxes at the end of the year. And I need to make sure everything everything's legit. Um, coming up, have, coming up with the labels and all those things. Like it, it's it's time consuming, but it's, it's so worth it because you're 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 strengthening your you're strengthening your brand. So everything I do, I recognize, man, this is about my brand. 
you know, okay, having some having some t-shirts, having some merch. Okay, this is about pushing the brand. Everything is to is to push the brand out to let people know that man, we we're a company, we're trying to be as polished as possible, you know, even down to the logo. The the, the goal was like to give it something with a nice, clean, simple design. Um, you know, I, I think I, I realize I thank you very much. Uh I just realized I've been I've been so blessed in that. The person who helped me come up with the logo uh, was a good friend of mine. He's a uh, he's he 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 leads a marketing firm, and uh, you know he's just like, hey, look, you know, you want something that people will remember, uh, something that you know that, that represents you, but it's like no matter what, they'll remember Black Hat, you know. And and so so that's how we came along, and he, and he came up with the design, and we're able to run with that. Um, hopefully, answered your question. No, you did. You did. And now I have to ask, what is the meaning behind the name Black Cap? Because I, I feel like you, you keep harping on the name and its significance. Yeah. So now I have to know. Sure. Well, and okay, so the simple thing of, of Black Cap is um, because when I'm, and I've never shared this with anyone outside of my family, but here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Just for you, Angela. And honey, also. <laughs> um, because this is something that, uh, like uh, my mom and my sis, we like we sit, we used to sit down and talk about, but you know, it was just things we were talking about uh, of launching a business one day. Uh, originally, we were trying to come up with something um, that that falls in line with my background. So my background is uh, I'm I'm first generation um, American Liberian. So my mom is is, is Liberian, Liberian West Africa. Uh, that's that's what the recipe is based from. Um, and so with it, we're looking for like a Liberian term that, that represents man and health. And so um, so the name we came up with was like Numanji. And it was like, oh, that's going to be it, Numanji. Um, and then sitting down with my friend and he's like, oh, that sounds like Jumanji. And that's not a good name. You don't want that. And I was like, oh, OK. All right. So I said, well, you know, what should we do? And he's like, well, he's like, he said, you what do you want people to remember when they look at your bottle? I said, I want them to remember that we make some good ginger drink in there. That is, it's, it's a phenomenal tasting drink that that's not only good for you, but it tastes, it tastes delicious because when it comes to ginger, there's some drinks that just don't taste good, even though we know it's good for you. Right. And so that's the two goals. I want to make sure it's good for you, but it also tastes darn good. Um, so he said, okay, well, so looking at the bottle, then what do you want it to be? I said, well, um, I said, well, we got a black cap on it. And he's like, so why don't you just call it black cap? I said, that sounds right. I'm black. It's called black cap. That's it. <laughs> Nothing deeper than that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. And sometimes it can be that simple. Sometimes, mm -hmm. and sometimes it should be that simple. Most times it yeah. should be that simple, honestly. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I can't keep spilling all the secrets here. If you guys want to taste black cap ginger, you're going to have to try it out for yourself. I'm going to leave that link in the description for you guys. And Charles, thank you so much for joining me today on Very the well. show. Thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely.